0: vulnerability is not winning or losing it's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome renee brown this is life in perspective episode three let go let flow Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective, episode three. Let go, let flow. And that is exactly what we are going to do this episode, okay? First two weeks were emotionally taxing for us all, okay? We have laid our lives out for the world to see. We have talked about the process. And this week, I think we should just take a deep breath. I think we've earned it. We out here surviving pandemics. You know, we are quarantining and chilling. We are out here trying to grow. We're trying to make sure that once we come out of the pandemic, that we are the best version of ourselves that got wants us to be. So I think before we jump into episode three, we could just take a moment to take a deep breath, okay? So let's breathe in and breathe out. I think we earned that, you know? And I think we definitely needed to deep breath before we get into the topic of episode three, which is vulnerability, okay? I think in order to move forward, we have to be vulnerable. But I also think that it's a thing that we do not like doing. We don't like it, okay? We don't like to do it. It's a part of us. It's a part of growing. It's a part of moving on. It's a part of being the great amazing beings that God has created us to be, but that does not mean that we don't like it. And I just wanted us to reflect on why we don't like it, okay? This may be the start of your journey with vulnerability. I know that I just started mine two weeks ago. That is the most vulnerable I've ever had to be. And while I didn't like it, at first, it is proving to be therapeutic. It's proving to be great. It's proving to be amazing. It's a new space. It's definitely uncomfortable, but it is proving to be productive, right? I think it's proving to be purposeful. And so I think I'm gonna help us all embrace this journey of vulnerability. The crazy thing is it has been the topic of my week. Like it literally has shown up everywhere. I've watched this random Netflix series. It was really random, but they were on there talking about being vulnerable. I had an Instagram live conversation with a friend. We talked about vulnerability, which I think kind of sparked the journey of vulnerability. And then just in this whole quest to enjoy life and maybe date again, I am understanding that vulnerability, there's no escaping it, okay? Um. I also think that there are two sides to vulnerability. I think there is this vulnerable person we have to be in relationships and friendships. And then I think there's like the vulnerable person we have to be like when we're entering new spaces, like whether it's a new group, for a new job or um, just a new environment. Like, I think there are levels to this vulnerability thing. But I also think that the reasons we choose not to be vulnerable, although we are all different people, I think that we share a lot of the reasons of why we don't want to be vulnerable. And I think we're just going to have a candid conversation today about why we don't like to be vulnerable. And maybe when we explore our why, it can help us overcome our lack of vulnerability. (laughs) And so I just think the great place to start would be to just acknowledge that amazing quote from Renee Brown. Like if you guys are not familiar with her, you might want to look her up. She is bomb and just explores all these different sides of vulnerability that I wasn't really prepared for. But I think um, she's helping me embrace this journey. You know, she's helping me learn. And so I just wanted us to have this great conversation about being vulnerable. (laughs) Um, I think the first thing to acknowledge is why we don't want to be vulnerable. And... At first, I, I don't think I could flat out answer that. But I think now that I'm being more vulnerable, then I can like take a look back and say, hey, that's why I didn't want to be vulnerable. I'm reminded of a story um, that wasn't that long ago. I had a birthday party last year. It was just like a little dinner. And my friends all went around the table and just kind of like shared like maybe how we met or their experience with me. And then I went around the table and did the same. And I remember getting in the car and one of my roommates was just like, yo, that was a really great experience because I feel like I haven't met that Brenda yet. And I was like, what? (laughs) At first I was like, what? But then I was like, oh no, you're right. You haven't met that Brenda. And then it's like, a part of me was like, okay, cool, like moving on. But then there was another part of me that needed to reflect on why. (laughs) she hadn't met that Brenda and why only certain people would get all of me and then certain people would only get parts of me and i think one of the reasons was just because i don't always feel safe right away. Like even when I enter a room, I don't always feel comfortable being my whole self right away. Like I I usually enter the room quiet and I'll like be off to the side or I'll be in my phone just because there's like the social awkwardness that I have um, when I don't really know how people will receive me or take all of me, which is not a good thing at all because I believe there's purpose in everything. And I think that if... I am in a room, it's because God wants me to be in the room, but I think I'm doing him a disservice when I'm not my full self, right? Because literally the assignment in the room could just be to bring joy, which is my natural thing. Like I'm super loud. I'm always going to crack a joke. And maybe there's someone in that room who needs to experience that side of me. But because I am not open to being open, like I'm not open to being vulnerable, I am um, not allowing that person to experience what God wants to get them in that moment. And so ultimately, it's basically like, I believe that we are expressions of God. God. And I believe to minimize who we are is diminishing who God is, number one. And it also um, dilutes that person's encounter or experience with God. Because whatever God wants to do in the earth, he does through us. And when we aren't presenting our whole selves we aren't presenting ourselves in the fullness of who he created us to be then we aren't presenting the fullness of who he is and who he made us to be and so I really had to like sit back and think about and consider why I wasn't showing up in rooms when I knew I knew how to show up and why I wasn't showing up in relationships and friendships as my whole self and I think if I had to like choose the three things that kept me from being vulnerable I think the first one is all it's absolutely hands down fear right but then there are like levels to the fear because first there's like the fear of not being accepted and there's like the fear of um being judged or there's like the fear of us not um just the fear of people not liking you um I think for me it's also rooted in rejection so I think there's also a fear of rejection but I think the journey of me overcoming rejection has been like a lifelong journey, Um, a little bit about me. So my mom had me when she was 38 years old and her tubes were tied. She already had four children and she did not want any more children. And so I was born, um, even though my mom had her tubes tied. And while most people hear that story and go, oh my goodness, you're such a miracle. Like you had to be here. There are parts of me that feel that way, but there was another part of me that felt like, no, the reality is my mom didn't want me. And so I think because I carried that and never really openly expressed like that, that's how that made me feel. I think it just became a part of me and I I would subconsciously enter rooms already feeling like people didn't want me there. And so I would dial myself back to make sure that people wouldn't not want me in the room either. And so. I think that we have to identify like there's like the surface level of things or surface level of reasons why we don't want to be vulnerable. But then there's like that deep rooted stuff that we have to all of it has to be addressed in order for us to embrace our whole selves and be comfortable with showing up in the room and allowing ourselves to be seen, even when we don't have control over whatever the outcome may be. And so I think that fear is a major one. Like I literally remember like, um, oh man, I had started to do like the announcements at the end of my church service and I was so nervous. And while my personality presents a person who likes to be <laughs> out in the front, (laughs) I really don't like to be. Or maybe I do, and I think that that is a part of me that I am still uh, discovering. But I remember the very first time that I did it, and I got off the stage, and I just wanted to curl up in a ball and hide. And people were, like, walking up to me and saying how great they thought I did. And I couldn't even acknowledge what they were saying because there is a part of me that felt so exposed and I felt so open because that was a part of me that I tucked away and so I think that we have to like face the fear like whatever the fear is and we have to because I think that was a major that was a great way to face it because that was a part of me that I had buried and wasn't um opening up to the world but I think having that moment now Um, allowed me to be able to uh, embrace that part of me that I really wasn't accepting or wasn't even presenting to people. And so we have all these levels of fear that we have to deal with. And there's a scripture that says, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We hear that scripture all the time. We quote it all the time. But then when I was preparing for the podcast, it like dawned on me or maybe just me, like maybe I was the one late to the party on this one. But I'm like, why is it that power, love, and a sound mind are the counters to fear. It's like, I haven't given you fear, but I've given you these three things. And I was like, could it be that fear could keep us from experiencing those three things in their fullness? Like, could it be that fear has the ability to keep me from power, like, which is also authority? So could it be that fear could keep me from showing up in the authority that I belong in this space. Could it be that fear could keep me from receiving love? Could it keep me from presenting my whole self or bringing my whole self into a relationship or a friendship? And could it be that fear could keep me from having a sound mind because I'm back and forth with my inability to control things? Um, There's another version that says sound mind is a calm and well-balanced mind. I'm calm and well-balanced when I understand that God has control. But if I'm trying to control everything, my mind is not sound and I'm not calm or well-balanced. And I was like, yo, God is so amazing because here it is that we use that scripture when we feel afraid, just like in general, but here it is also now being able to be applied to vulnerability. Like, yo, if I allow fear to keep me from being open or if I allow fear to keep me from being my whole self, I lack power. I won't receive love and my mind definitely won't be sound. And so I think that that is the way that we come back fear that keeps us from being vulnerable is that we allow ourselves to walk in the power that God has given us that the authority that if he brought us to the room that he he needs us in the room and there's something that we have to accomplish in that room but we have to be our whole selves and then if I show up and I offer myself um then I can receive love and I can also give love because what we fail to realize is that when we aren't vulnerable and we're closing ourselves off to being hurt we are also closing ourselves off to the opportunity to be loved and so it's like I have to be open and understand that there is a possibility that I could be hurt in this situation but there's also a possibility that I could be loved I thought about it like a chef right so there's a chef and they're in the kitchen and they're putting together this meal that they have and they're adding all the ingredients they're putting all the pieces together to make this beautiful meal and they take it out into the restaurant and they serve it Now, the reality is that when the meal is served, what they realize is that when they serve it, there are gonna be a lot of different outcomes to them serving the meal. Somebody's going to love the meal. Somebody is not gonna love the meal. But the person who loves the meal is who the meal was for. The chef doesn't then take the meal and then go try to like remove parts of what makes the meal, the meal. It's like, no, well, maybe I should get you something else. Like maybe this isn't for you. But for the person who loved the meal, that's who it was for. And that's how we have to show up. We have to take all the parts of us, even the parts that maybe we don't like about ourselves and and serve them and understand that there are going to be some people that we are not for, but that there were people that I was born to impact. And those are the people who need all of me. They need the parts of me that I don't maybe like about myself. They need the parts of me that hurt. They need the broken parts of me. They need all the parts of me that make me me so that I can serve them the way God intended for me to serve them, that I could serve them in this relationship, that I could serve them in this friendship that I could serve them in this job opportunity that I could serve them in this new environment that I could serve them on the worship team that I could serve them um at as a volunteer in a nonprofit like wherever it is whatever rooms that God is calling you to be in that we have to show up our full and complete selves so that we can accomplish the thing that God created us to do and that's just what we have to do like we cannot allow fear to keep us from our power and our authority of who God made us we can't allow to keep us from love. God wants us to be loved. He created us to be loved and to love. And he wants that for us. And he wants our minds to be sound so that we can produce what it is that he created us to produce. The second thing that I think keeps us from being vulnerable is pride. It's basically like we have created (laughs) this version of ourselves that we deem tolerable. I'll, I'll say tolerable. And we have created an entire life around it. The moment we are placed in an environment that pulls on the real side of us or the parts that we've tried to tuck away, we're uncomfortable and we don't want any parts of that. It also makes us lose control. And I love this quote. Like, I'm going to keep going back to it because having the courage to show up and be seen while understanding that I don't have control over the outcome. That is, that's what keeps us from being vulnerable is because I want to show up my whole self. I want to be the real me. Like I want to be all of me. But this idea that I can't control how people will receive it. It frustrates me. (laughs) Like... I'll just be honest, like, even with releasing my first episode of my podcast, like, the thing that I struggled with was how people were gonna receive it. But I had to get to a place and understand that, like, yo, this is something God's calling me to do, and I can't control how people are gonna take it. I can't control how people are gonna digest it. I can't control how people are gonna feel about it. But that's the part about that's what being vulnerable is. It's like, no, I don't know what people are gonna do. I don't know what people are gonna say. I don't know how people are gonna feel. But there, is this certain level of trust that I have in God that allows me to be vulnerable because it's like yo I'm not giving my heart to this person I'm giving my heart to God and trusting him with it and trusting that no matter what happens that he always has me and so I think that um vulnerability helps us to build trust in God because it's like if God brought me in this room if he put me in this position if he brought this relationship to me then I can trust him with me like I don't have to trust. the person with me I can trust him with me and then I can trust the God in that person that they would be able to handle me the way that God intended for me to be handled and even if I'm mishandled then I can trust that God's gonna get me through that he's gonna heal me and I'll be able to move forward and move past that and so I think we have to deal with the pride um that makes us want to only show the good parts of ourselves because I think also that that um minimizes our testimony. It's the bad parts of us that make our testimony so great. It's like, no, I was really trash. Like I was a trash of a person, but God took the trash part of me and he made it beautiful. And he used it to help someone know that there is not um, this, this, you don't have to be at a certain level for God to use you. If we think about all the people that God used in the Bible, like they weren't all great. Like David was a whole adulterer and a murderer. And he was a man after God's own heart because God genuinely looks at our heart. He doesn't define us by what we've done or the mistakes that we've made. He he looks past them. He sees us through the finished work of Jesus. But he takes those things that we deem are just the worst of the worst. And he uses them to heal and he uses them to change and impact lives. And so if we keep hiding that, we take away the power from the testimony because it's like we were not all perfect people made more perfect by God. We are imperfect people that God uses to reach more imperfect people so that we can all be used for his glory. It's like, if we were all perfect people, we take away his glory. It's like, no, it's our weaknesses that, that shows how strong God is. And if we, because of pride or because of shame, even, or even guilt to allow those things to keep us from showing our full self, then we diminish the glory of God. We diminish the impact that the glory can make. Ultimately our lives are to point people to Jesus. And if we keep presenting this perfect picture, it makes the person who who identifies as an imperfect person or a person who doesn't deem themselves worthy enough for God's love. It makes them continue to feel like that because we keep presenting this like, oh, I had it all together. And God was like, come on, girl, let me use you instead of saying, no, I was not together. I was trash, but God still said, come on and let me use you. Then it helps a person who feels the same way that I feel, say, hey, if he could do it for her, I know he could do it for me. It's this cycle that we present. It's like, okay, it's like, I was bad. God cleaned me up. He used me. And now I'm telling other people who were bad that God can clean them up and use them. And we keep creating this cycle of how amazing God's love is and how we cannot disqualify ourselves from something we were never qualified for in the first place. And so we have to overcome fear we have to overcome pride and then I think the last thing for me was the past it was the fear of experiencing the level of pain that I did in my past not wanting to experience that pain again and so that was keeping me from showing up and it was keeping me from allowing myself to be seen I literally was hiding. Okay. Whatever way I could find to hide is the way that I was hiding. And (laughs) I think that we just have to overcome that. Like with everything in us, we cannot allow our past to control our future. We can't enter a new situation. We can't enter a new relationship. We can't enter a new friendship. We can't enter a new job holding on to all the things that happened to us in our past situation. And, um, applying them to this situation. We'll enter a new situation trying to protect ourselves from all the things that we experienced in the old situation, which would keep us from experiencing the greatness and the fullness of the new environment or the new situation that we're in. And so we just can't allow fear, we can't allow pride, and we can't allow our past to keep us from being vulnerable. There are people that need what you have on the inside of you. We can no longer hide it, we can no longer bury it. We have to open it up, we have to embrace it. I know that. That there are people listening, and we want to be married, guys. We don't want to struggle in a marriage because we weren't our full selves while we were dating. We don't want to struggle in a marriage because we presented this person who we were not, and then we get in a marriage, and our spouse is like, Who is this? I, I never met this person. And I get that there are levels and it's a journey of being open, but let's. Let's commit today to have the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over what the outcome may be. Like, I think that God has given us the strength and he's given us the courage to be able to be our whole selves no matter what. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 12. I think you should read seven through 10 because it is just amazing. But at the end of it, it says, now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. And I think that that's ultimately what we have to do. It's all the All the things that we deem the bad parts of us, the things that we wanna tuck away and hide, the things that we don't wanna show, when I allow Christ to take over them, it's like in my weakness, I become stronger because I'm laying it all out on the table. I'm putting it all out and that takes strength. It takes strength to walk into a room and own the room and your whole self. It takes strength to enter into a new relationship and say, hey, whatever the cost, whatever may happen, I'm gonna present all of myself because then I know I gave it my all. I'm going to present all of myself. I'm going to go in the thing that scares me the most. I'm going to embrace in this season. And I think, guys, that's what we have to do. That we're going to commit and that we are going to vow to show up as our whole selves, to allow all of ourselves to be seen in relationships. We are not going to allow fear to keep us from our power and authority that we possess. We are not going to allow fear to keep us from being loved, and we are not going to allow fear to keep our minds from being calm and well-balanced and sound. And guys, I just I just, I love everything about this. Like, this podcast may not be changing your life, but it is definitely changing mine. It is definitely putting my life in perspective, and I hope and pray that it is doing the same for yours. So this week, as we enter into this week, as we go on throughout our journey of putting our life in perspective, we are going to let go and let flow because that is what being vulnerable looks like to me. It looks like letting go and just letting things flow. Like with no fear, with no pride, with no shame, with no guilt. We are just going to let go and let flow and embrace this life that God has given us. I love you guys so much and I hope to have you back next week for episode four. This is Life in Perspective.